Hello everyone, this is Ashish. Welcome back to the Yard Podcast. Again, we are going to have a solo one this weekend. And uh, that's what we do every weekend. You can expect Art Podcast to bring a goddamn momentum to your upcoming week. Fill you up, charge you up and energize you for the coming week so that you can go ahead and kill it, slaughter it. We are really having some good topics for this one. I'm highly excited about this. We have kind of shaped art podcast, the solo ones into a structure. We are going to talk about mentality. We are going to spend the first half talking about it. I'm having good topics today for that as well. We are going to discuss the Gen X, Gen Y and Gen Z or some people know it as baby boomers. That's a new term that I found out today itself and the millennials or some call it as uh, Gen Y and Gen Z. Everybody knows that. Now, this discussion is not going to be another one where people are going to just bitch about why Gen Z kids are ruined and all. But I think that there is an invisible... I don't want to use the term, but let's do it anyways. There's an invisible war going on between the millennials and the Gen Z. And there's a struggle to create a career online between these two generations and the generation divide is very very real uh, the the millennials started with the internet as well but the gen z were born into this new world and uh, i think there's a difference we are going to talk about that in much more detail after that i want to bring back of what we used to do with talk talks that is discussing some of my past experiences and see what we can get from the learning uh, my book is almost finished and a lot of it covers my 2017 2018 days at least we can say that it is influenced by that and it would be good time to start discussing some of the behind the scenes and the thought process i really do take my life from 2017 and 2018 as an inspiration for myself as well Every now and then when I'm demotivated, I look back to those days and uh, I have a way to look back on those days because I lived it. But I think some of the learnings I can share over here on this podcast as well so that uh, you guys get to it. Uh, If you are new over here, you do not know 2017, 2018 were the the serious attempts of me to get into Indian Space Research Organization and that was a strong, long journey and taught me a lot along the way i also do have few of the questions that you have put and you might be thinking this podcast is going to be long mm, we'll see where it goes but a lot of times when we are very ambitious about discussing a lot of topics what end up happening is that since we take every topic in such detail a lot of times some topics are messed and carried to the next episode which is fine that's one thing that we can live with that's a regret that we can live with all right so without any further ado, I'm just going to get into this whole topic of Gen X, Gen Y and uh, Gen Z. See, what I was talking about, this tussle in between two generations, is basically a tussle to get more control. Now, one thing that seri- seriously jeopardized Gen Z kids' growth, and I think there's no doubt in that, is that their growth was stunted because of the COVID pandemic. That's the time when they were either trying to get into graduation or they were just graduating. And I'm going to get into a little bit of technicalities of what we actually classify as Gen Z. So let's start with the first one. 
that is the baby boom i'm going to pull off this forbes article because it explains in the most detailed manner a generation x gen zers tend to be the champions of independence and the self-reliance so basically we are talking about the post-world war ii generations we are talking about the 50s 60s and the 70s all right so that's not what we are going to focus on in the, this one uh, i will also record the screen so that you get an opportunity to go through it as well if you are in a in a video version if you're on youtube or spotify by the way if you do not know spotify provides video version as well these days okay generation y aka millennials are often characterized by an inability to sit still born in 1980s and 1990s millennials are typically perceived as highly and increasingly intuitive when it comes to technology all right so that's our focus of attention number one gen y and number two gen z when you think of generation z you probably picture a group of high school freshmen but in reality with older millennials in their 30s and the oldest in gen z are now graduating college and entering workforce often characterized by their smartphones and social media generation z aka igens <laughs> consists of those born on after 1997 so that's going to be a distinct criteria born after 1997 born into the cell phones and the internet so me personally i was born in 1994 going to be classified as a generation y and we would be one of the last generation who saw like those pnt cell phones with a cord uh yeah not cell phone telephones with cord and uh, and the last generation who would maybe have experienced the posts and the letters but post 1997 it's a different world it's also a world with fewer very fewer wars i think the last a war kind of war front struggle that india witnessed was with pakistan that was a huge one i'm talking about the 1999 kargil wars so generation z would also be a generation which did not see those massive wars growing up although a lot of you guys would definitely argue that the um russia ukraine war is one of the biggest wars since the world war 2 we are really seeing a civilian uh civilian society structure and uh, buildings and buildings where people have lived for over 100 years uh getting destroyed by real weapons of mass destruction by missiles so is definitely one of the biggest that the entire world has seen although i was having a conversation uh with a friend of mine who i went to college with and who was saying that see the thing is that whatever war that the west is participating it they just make it bigger <laughs> and and they try to show that it is it is something that concerns the entire world uh but not really and i did argue with him for some moment like uh, we we talked about see world war 2 really did involve everyone even thousands and thousands tens of thousands of indians went to europe they went to japan uh to fight the battles from the western side and uh, there there was war on the in india's eastern or you can say northeastern border uh, near burma as well japan did reach to that point and uh, uh, a lot lot of people in the side of indian army did 
lose at that point but the thing is that uh, till that point germany was out of the picture and uh, japan kind of was on the verge of pulling back but then he brought the point that see indians went out and went for the war only because india was under the british colony at that time and because of that they had to but if we did had our own choice our own government then we would have stayed away from it just like india stayed away from and stayed nu- neutral in the russia ukraine situation so th- that makes a lot of sense i do not know how we got over here because we are basically going to focus in between gen y and gen z my point over here is that gen z has the benefit of just growing up with the internet so they do really understand that technology a little bit better than gen y don't we always say that the next generation is smarter uh don't didn't your parents while you were growing up said that well i first held a cell phone when i was 40 years old and look at you 8 years old you already know how to do it and same goes like you can say that oh 6 years old i was i was playing with uh, those gi joe toys and reading some local uh, comics while you are already reading let us say um, dc comics or marvel comics which is an international brand right uh, in the last episode with anshuman at the end of it we did talk about some of the indian comics right i think the and uh, brand name is raj comics i guess i referred to that episode and we uh, growing up read these tiranga doga and nagraj and these comics right because we did not had as much international exposure growing up but a lot of gen z would be knowing about naruto they would be knowing about avengers right you you have a wider spectrum from which you can choose with and a lot of times i'll be saying you because i know a huge percentage of my audience is actually gen z and it always bumps me out when people underestimate gen z and also something that people never talk about is that gen z kids were deprived of a lot of things they did get the advantage of the internet but also it was taken away nobody did but it just happened by the inherent nature of the covid pandemic that their most primal ears were jeopardized because of the pandemics and because of the lockdowns the most important part of my life whenever i look back was my college days the four years of undergraduation that i spent in my college met a lot of new people uh, learned a lot of new skills made a lot of connections kick started my career but that was taken away from gen z and there's no denying that that a lot of them had to stay for 2 years at their home and they don't really have a lot of options now neither did we until and unless at least for the indians that i can say till the age of 22 we are highly dependent on our parents now when that happens and we have talked about it multiple times before as well if you are dependent on your parents your decisions are also dependent on your parents very few parents and i know a lot of you go oh my parents are different but bro exceptions are not examples and if that's the situation with you your parents support you at the same time says that you can do whatever you want follow your ambition follow your passion well that's an exception majority of the parents do try to control and uh, 
parents always tries to influence their kids and this is not just an indian phenomenon this all of across the world you will be saying the least uh, where you can see this a country where you will see the parents trying to influence their kids the least and supports their kid the kids the most are the americans but also in america you will be seeing parents kind of yeah this girl is good for dating that boy is not good for dating this career is better going to college is better everybody tries to influence their kids but the only situation where americans have a head start is that um, beyond the age of 18 a lot of times even before that kids start to have their own earning and earning and decisions have strong relations when you have your own earnings you have the strength to make your own decisions and that culture is seeping in into the india very rapidly i can see that happening i get so many applications from young kids over the mail that i can do your video editing i can do your captions i can do this i can i can do graphic designing i learned this skill i've been working with xyz youtubers i've been doing it already so i i don't really work with them because i personally always have a, a preference of people who are already having experience and that's where a lot of young kids will be having problem but they can they can easily start with young up and coming podcasters or people who are freshly getting into youtube domain and not just that because now because of the internet availability uh, they also have opportunity to learn self learn other skills as well for example coding data science other professions web development they can keep going on and on and a huge huge chunk of that can be learned 100% for free it's only when you want to upgrade maybe you'll have to do some payment but now looking at chat gpt because that's like newer generation i do not know what you will call that but imagine a generation that will be growing up with chat gpt whatever they want to learn they have an assistant which is way smarter than any assistant that any of the billionaire ceos ever had and and you can shape your career so you will have to name that generation as well a generation which was born in i would say after 2010 is what does generation z hold on let me just check it uh, i gens consist of born after 1997 but when does it end because there has to be a discrimination between gen z and the generation after it so I just created it on my own. We are we are just going to call it Gen A, and everybody born after 2010, they will be different because now they are 13 years old. They are getting into teenage, and they are being introduced to ChatGPT. They are being introduced to free artificial intelligence, and artificial intelligence is always going to remain free, just like Google has always remained free because most of their work. is not related to you paying them or most of their income is not from you paying them but mostly from you paying them with the information which is going to help improve the ai itself so that's going to be another fascinating generation but i keep on getting deviating but but that's the whole essence of this podcast that we go unscripted again coming back to the point gen y versus gen z there's a straight divide and what you can see is gen y is having more resources they started their career earlier a benefit with gen y is that all of them have their knees deep 
into some traditional career maybe engineering banking finance management whatever it is now when they step into the internet and uh, start something like uh, a podcast or a show or or some social media presence or an online course they have the head start benefit of the capital that they come with now i got into internet and started my youtube channel in 2016 but paid huge amount of attention towards it since 2018 i have a benefit already of having a job which is paying me monthly and later on i had saving which helped me leave that job invest and dump all that money into these mics and the studio and the lights that you're seeing over here but gen z did not have that because 2018 gen z kids were barely getting into colleges and and they don't have a professional career yet so we got a head start gen z didn't and to add it all uh, they had a recession a pandemic jobs not recruiting but firing at that time and what do you do then because you don't have that much and much advice now now you can look at me and i can also look at someone like joe rogan and he had that capital of having his career deep into stand up comedy ufc competitor uh, commentator and uh, hosting fear factor now imagine the amount of money he had now i invested 2 lakh rupees which for for others would be how much um $2000 so i i invested that much now imagine you investing 17 18000 into starting a podcast starting a brand starting your own company which is in turn going to give you more revenue now you do not understand running a podcast or or starting a show or running an online course whatever it might be it does invest a huge amount of capital you need to invest a huge amount of capital for advertising for for running these channels for creating content because yes content is very individual and you can do it independently as well but you do not just do not have as much time that you can invest continuously so you will at some point need to start hiring people for managing the website for for creating content for maybe writing blogs running ads whatever it might be and other kinds of investment like uh, if let me give you some examples if you are running a course then you will need uh, an lms platform which is called learning management system now that takes around 100 every month if you are having a website that will take like 1000 rupees every year plus you will have some professional email id for example you're seeing support at the rate ashishtalk.com that's not free i pay for it every month or i pay for it annually or uh, you will be having subscriptions for let us say canva which you or your team is going to use for making thumbnails so you understand the the business that you had once the power to get into without any capital now requires so much capital and the only reason it requires so much capital now is because the gen y people who already have that capital who have the saving are getting in now what will gen z kids do now one thing that they are already doing is starting a career early which is great now they are also becoming independent early as well and by the way please do not misunderstand starting 
some source of income online doesn't only mean that you're becoming a YouTuber or a TikToker or a social media influencer. You are also capable of starting your own business online. You don't even necessarily need to be a face. There are so many YouTube channels which has no face. A great example for that would be oversimplified. Nobody knows how that person looks but running a YouTube channel over millions of subscribers. So online platforms are a means of starting your own business and it has never been quicker ever before. Nobody watches television anymore. Nobody is selling a product with huge amount of return on those advertisements, maybe in the localized way. But if you're learning anything, anything close to having global potential, you will be running ads online. And thus, the value of people with social media presence has just skyrocketed. Now, that's good and bad. Good thing is that you have an opportunity. Bad thing is that it's getting overcrowded and uh, crowd is just increasing day by day. But when you look at the whole landscape of online media, you have to then consider where do the Gen Z kids stand and where do the uh, Gen Y kids stand or Gen Y are now grown up there like getting into their 30s now. The youngest ones are. Yeah, they'll, they'll soon get into their 30s. Uh, doesn't matter though. So, and, and with the Gen Z kids now, a lot of them graduating. Where are we standing? So, Gen Z has a higher intuition when it comes to the online world or creating content or utilizing the technology. But they will have to work extra hard to break into. Let us say you start a YouTube channel today. How much effort is that going to take for you to to break into, let us say, just 100,000 subscribers? Because I honestly, I'm telling you, Invest seven days into making a very high level, high quality video, which is going to be, first of all, extremely difficult. We had an opportunity to learn as we grow. And the shittiest video that we made got thousand views just because the the whole landscape was not that overpopulated. You are struggling. If you make a shitty video, nobody is going to watch it. It's going to get two views. That is you and your mom. And the third view will be yours again. <laughs> so uh, there's there's a clear disadvantage but because of that gen z will have to invest time into quality which you already have the source for and that is online world where you are getting the free education already so they will be pushed and forced to create better content or be more professional but the negative of that would be and and a huge downside for gen z already is that they are the TikTok generation, man. They are the real generation. And why do you think so many people are so desperate for attention that they would do anything on TikTok and Reels to get any slightest chance of having any attention? Is that getting attention is so much difficult now. And there's so many people doing so much cringe shit online. Why is that? Because they think that that's the only way. Now, there's other way that we just talked about that is create just better and better content, but that's so bloody difficult that a lot of people consider that that is impossible. So, so they'll do a lot of cringe stuff. They'll they'll make faces like this. Sorry about that. I'll just cancel that noise. They they'll make faces like this and do this. Yehua, aaj yehua, wohua. This happened when I was there. It's all clickbait, right? Because they think that this is the only way 
to get attention. A lot of them. Like I said, you, if you generalize, you cannot say shit. So that's a downside of it. And that's why you see so many Generation Z kids doing cringe stuff on TikTok, on Reels, even on YouTube now. And the reason is that all of them are trying to get attention, trying trying to start something on their own, trying to get rid of that that family that is again and again putting force and pressure on do, pursuing a career that they don't want to. So there, there's reason behind everything. There, there's past behind every presence. So that's that's a downside of it. But I'm never going to be that guy who's going to say that, oh, the new generation is ruined. Nothing is going to happen with this generation. No, because that's what the last generation told us. And and that has that is a tale as old as time. Every every generation thinks that the newer generation is dumb. Actually, every time this happens, that the newer generation is smarter. When when we were like 17, 18, we were not listening to Elon Musk talk. By the way, Elon Musk was not that big that back then, but we were not listening to Bill Gates talk. We were not listening to what was that guy? Um so forget about it because I always forget about important important names when i'm doing the podcast but but you get the point that's the important point and and see that's what they said with the television as well oh the new generation they're watching television all day hey that kid is getting information that started a thousand miles away that was not present before this time so Later on, when they did studies, they found out that the generation that grew up with television is actually smarter than the generation which grew up with radio. And I'm, I bet you that's going to happen with the generation that grew up with internet. See, the thing is that you say, oh, this generation is ruined because of the TikTok, because of the real... See, every generation, every time, this is the human nature. A huge percentage of them is going to waste their time. They are, they are going to waste time. Uh, they are going to do stuff that is not going to help them grow any further they're not going to use the opportunity but the minorities in any generation any set of people are the ones which uses the opportunity they are the opportunists they 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 churn out knowledge from anywhere they can they absorb it like sponge and they grow further those are the ones who turn out to be the big names that you see so underestimating any generation is always stupid the one thing that I do not understand as much and uh, I'll not comment on it as much because I don't know much because there's not proper study, the widespread study of this, but we kind of can see it to some extent. Well, let's get into it. No, my, no reason to keep on building up suspense. Is the relationship, right? I don't think the newer generation takes relationship that seriously. And a huge reason behind that would be the OnlyFans and uh, people paying for subscription to follow girls online like like hundreds others. But at the same time, they get that kick from that online world so much that they do not need to go in the real world and look for a mate. And uh, that is definitely, that's not positive. There's no way that that can be positive. I cannot be confused. Uh, sorry, I cannot be con convinced. Call me old, whatever. But having a relationship is so important. There used to be a pressure on us to find a girl or girls because uh, girls to get a boyfriend. Basically, a person 
with a partner had a higher respect in the society i'm sure that to some extent it will be true today as well but not as much because i've seen so many gen z kids just not feeling the need to just go after it first of all one thing is gone from this generation i don't think it will ever come back that is approaching girls for boys right approaching girls in a physical real world not your metaverse in a real world going and talking to a random girl that you have never talked before talking to her feeling that pressure feeling that fear and going ahead and overcoming that and whatever crap comes out of your mouth it is real you talk to her she might have rejected or ignored you you came back felt shitty as hell could not sleep maybe but you did it and and that is almost gone it's gone uh i was sitting in los angeles that day and and there were two girls sitting and uh, they were just having a good time me and komal were sitting in the table next and uh, two guys just came and hey are you girls single and like wow do you really start with that and both the girls got super awkward and uh, they're still like i see it every now and then but it's so rare because now if you want a girl or a guy what you would do generally is go for a dating app right and uh, and if if you have that that's it if you have that option why would you ever risk humiliating yourself now as dumb as that opening line from those two guys are you are you girls single was as dumb it was it was still better i think when it comes to comes to real experience compared to just approaching a girl on social media platform which is fine but if you start like that i don't even know properly what's the problem with that let's let's think about it properly well number 1 hey what's what's yeah that's a good point what's the problem in using a dating app like tinder you go ahead you talk to a girl the only problem i guess is now this is where i start to sound old the only problem i think is that you did not overcome that fear of talking to a girl and another thing is that uh the the only people who you are interested in might not be over there but here's the thing i get your point all right gen z kid like i said i'm not against you we are just having a discussion and uh, please put it down in the comment section there's an argument that the girl that you might be interested in might not be on tinder or whatever dating app is going on right i don't even know what what is the current dating app that is that is the most popular one so <clears throat> but but there's also a strong argument that the girl who's actually correct for you right for you is not present in the physical surrounding around you right so so the online world uh, gives you more options uh, it it gives gives you an opportunity to know more people those people might be in different city different state but you get to know and yeah that's the girl who clicks so that's the guy who clicks see the, the reason why i'm saying guys need to approach girl because that's the common way to do it okay <laughs> there's never never there was never a time where girls were approaching guys maybe now they'll start to do it because because they have to because guys don't <laughs> that would be some day but yeah i get your point but also this was another topic that i wanted to discuss 
and I'm just contradicting myself that I never start a relationship in your workplace or your college. That never ends up well. Some of you guys would be, oh, no, that must not work. Oh, wait for, wait for some time. All right, wait for some time before you guys break up and she starts dating a boy that you know or he starts dating a girl that is your best friend. We are going to talk about it some other day because that's a very long discussion. And I know that there are a lot of contradicting arguments for that. But the point being that the only thing that is missing is fine, man. If it's still, if you're reaching out to a girl and going on, on a date, that's that's great. But talking to a random girl who you're interested in, who you have never talked to in public, and like there's 99% time that you'll be ignored and shoved away and you will have to face that humiliation. But that is something that was always present until the past 10 years and uh, and i think that really has a value you going out going out a guy going out and talking to a girl that really has some value it's i, I would say that it is the most difficult thing to do <laughs> and especially if you've been uh, taking a look at that girl for quite some time and you're like oh, having a crush on her and you had a crush on her let's say three to four months i don't even know gen z kids understand the term crush hopefully you do uh, if you're having a crush on a girl and you finally gathered courage and, and went out and talked to her man I, I would say that that's one of the most difficult thing to do i i give dead talk if you do not know six months ago and uh, the first time i went out and physically talked to a girl I would say I required thousand times more guts to go and talk to a girl where like uh, 12 to 20 other people were just roaming around in a public place, obviously, uh, compared to giving a TED talk. There was a little bit of fear and butterflies in, a, in my stomach when I was standing on the backstage and they called my name. But talking to a girl I had a crush on for months, finally going and talking to her for the first time it's not like we had small talks before going to and talking to her for the first time it required like thousand times more guts so there's certainly a value to it and after that i felt this like when, when i first talked to her and she just shoved me away all right she never talked to me again and I, it's, it's fine i tried to talk to her again as well a couple of times it was okay okay it was pretty clear that she was not interested but it's fine after that what i felt is that Talking to anybody became so much easier. Like even talking to guys that I've never talked to, uh, talking to any other girls that I'm not even interested or, or interested in that way romantically, just talking to anybody became so so much easier. And it was such a powerful les lesson for especially a guy like me who was an introvert that I think that is invaluable. And uh, I do not know Gen Z kids, but I will still suggest you go and talk to girls that you're interested in. In a polite manner, obviously, don't scare them off. Don't don't be that creep. But as long as uh, as you're being a gentleman, I think it is extremely valuable. And it's not a like a pickup artist thing either. Like I'm just going over there and trying trying to pick girls and stuff like that. It's not like that, but. I think everybody should do it. <laughs> it it is it is having some value. All right, uh, we are going to end this part of the conversation over here. I would love to know what you think down in the comment section if you're on YouTube. 
uh, most of the other platforms don't do much to have an interaction i think uh, spotify does now so i'll try to open a poll or something over there as well if you are listening on spotify see if you can see something like that also if you're on apple podcast it will help if you can give some review and uh, follow us and stuff like that you know what to do you're smart like i said uh, what was i going to say not not nothing more in this topic i wanted to get more into a topic called thankless jobs and uh, a story of every untapped potential uh, but i think that that will have to be carried out to the next podcast because i cannot ignore this part anymore that is uh, discussing some of my past experiences and what i learned from it and also i have to take some of your question i do not know if we'll be able to do fantastic speakers today probably not but i already had a planned uh planned person that is i want to talk about muhammad ali i think that all of you guys have heard the name and don't say ashish it's not actually muhammad ali it is actually muhammad ali but bro that's how he said okay <laughs> so so i'm going to just call it muhammad ali so uh let's let's get to a question that is posted by one of you guys and this one is from hold on let me just uh, enlarge it this one is by vraj patel so i would say maybe it's viraj but maybe it is just vraj or maybe it's raj doesn't matter ashish have you felt that whenever hard work okay i'm a terrible reader but also vraj is a terrible writer i guess ashish have you feel that uh, whatever you hard work you done let's just confirm it he's a terrible writer the grammar is completely off but i'll try to get to the point whatever hard work you have done for all the competitive examination if you had done that much hard work into other field then you must have gotten you would have gotten a reward uh, better than the rank oh yeah anybody who is going through the video version knows that grammar is a little bit off but i picked this po- question because uh, this might be in a lot of you guys head as as if your answer is yes uh, and if your answer is yes you have chance to go back or go back to college and pick any other uh, field see basically the question is that if i would have put the amount of energy and the effort that i have put in competitive examination or engineering field if i would have put that in anything else say this podcast itself if i would have put that much energy in 2016 itself uh, do i think that i would have gotten better rewards uh, the answer is yes i would have there's no doubt in that uh, but then again you have to ask questions like what do you mean by reward is it financial reward then definitely yes the the career to pursue to get money a lot the worst out of them would be doing engineering in india all right because we are really not paid enough so yeah but if the reward is like uh, becoming a scientist in organizations like uh, bhabha atomic research center of department of atomic energy or indian space research organization uh, then what's a better reward now me personally i was just interested in rocket science space propulsion and aerospace engineering so for me a better reward would be and uh, please don't get offended but i think all of us will agree 
that that technology which i was interested in is in a far ahead place when it comes to organizations and companies like nasa spacex or uh, blue origin right so if we just remove the fact of where i was born then are those rewards better those companies that i mentioned yes those companies are far ahead when it comes to indian space research organization isro has done its best to do whatever it could with the time that it had and the resources that it had but when we talk about that technology there's no denying that uh, those companies are a lot better so yeah that would be a better reward but but here's the thing the the final part of this question is that uh, if yes then would you have changed it going back to the college no i would not have changed anything uh with the information that i had and even now if i go back to past and meet myself to give any advice i wouldn't change see the reason why i was able to work so hard itself was because i was running for something that i really wanted and what i really wanted at that time was to work in a space organization and that's the reason i worked so hard if it was anything else if someone would have said and a very good example would be developing a career in software and that's what everybody said that build a career in computer science engineering and get into those it companies that pays very well posts and places you in good cities you have so many options going ms abroad later getting into managerial roles whatever but i firmly believe that i would not have been able to work as hard because i was not as much interested the reason why i've been able to work in social media so well so much for the past 3 or 4 years is because i love it i love making podcasts i love making educational videos i i love doing these podcasts having guests talking to them so that's the reason why i'm able to stay awake late, late at night wake up early in the morning that's the reason i go to the gym every morning the the main reason is that i enjoy doing it and that's where i see my life in 5 to 6 years in the past same goes with like writing i got zero reward for writing a book of 100000 words eight times i'm just completing my eighth draft for the past four years barely three people know about uh, the first three chapters or has read at least the first three chapter komal is the only person who has read all the chapters and knows the complete story but i got zero reward even if you do not talk about it financially uh, if you talk about the appreciation that an artist always craves i got zero of it but i kept on doing it because i wanted to say that story i wanted to write a book i wanted to get into the domain of storytelling and because of that i woke up early in the morning went to the gym straight to a starbucks or some coffee place or some peaceful place and started writing kept writing for 5 hours 6 hours straight the only reason for that is because i loved it and you cannot say the oh you can work so hard let me take your brain into this other domain and start doing banking for 5 hours wake up early in the morning go to the gym and do banking for 5 hours or prepare for cat for 5 hours it's not going to work out so the way that things work for human beings is that how much do you want and that's a big problem with the whole indian society right now and that is why to a huge extent we are failing at creating a good amount of hyper successful people is because 
the society and the parents try to shape what a kid does a lot and that is why that kid never taps his or her true potential or is never able to put that extreme amount of effort passionate effort towards what he or she wants to do so the the other point is that if not isro would it be better if i worked for some other space organization across the world i basically did not have that information right i'm like i said gen y so we did not have access to that more information you're seeing today elon musk on a podcast with joe rogan we did not have that back then okay so it was just not possible to look for any other career options um, even ms abroad was not apparently clear to me or how it would work out i was from a, a small town uh, studied in a small college and uh, whatever options i saw uh, were the best for me to build a great career i just took it and ran with it so it's it was just not possible but given the option which is again a big if i would have basically chosen something else also but i would have kept on going into the direction of building a career in space organization no matter what and and deep into my isro preparation which is a great moment to start talking about uh, some of my past experiences after my second failure in indian space research organization examination i did start to consider that maybe i should go for ms abroad leave back over here and go for that and uh, if because i kind of started to lose faith in the whole uh, screening process of isro examination Uh, if you do not know isro 2017 december examination they flipped the pattern way too much and they started asking questions that i did not feel is the best way to test a person to get into a space organization so i said like, what what the hell is this and in an examination where you make a tiny silly mistake in a limited amount of time and there's like 1000 people ahead of you who basically just a lot of times these examination were highly dependent on luck and still is uh, and whoever does not make it in the these examination they come to me later i never think that they are not smart they think all a lot of times that they are not smart because they maybe did not qualify gate examination but i know that it has nothing to do with your smartness a lot of smart people do not qualify these examination a lot of dumb people get a rank on under 100 in these examination a huge percentage is luck a huge percentage is because your brain is strained definitely there's a huge percentage of your hard work as well but not always does it happen that all the hard working people make it so uh, after my second failure i started to question that this one examination that i'm dedicating so much time in is it even worth it or is is it even having the capability of understanding my passion or my hard work or my dedication towards getting this job and if not what would i do will i keep on crying for the rest of my life so that's when i started to think that maybe i'll do ms abroad phd abroad and uh, make my work into like other space organization like nasa spacex and stuff because i i had firm belief on my personal skills uh, in the domain of engineering so i knew that the only problem that might be possible is that this examination is not able to judge me and that's what i said uh, before my third attempt as well and these are the thoughts which are well documented in the book that is coming up that if this does not work out the only reason for that would be that this examination is not able to judge me which did not turn out to be i did qualify my third attempt of isro examination and later on went out and cleared the interview round as well and got the job i worked over there for 16 months before i left that job so uh where was i yeah yeah so 
that would have been a second trajectory but i would not have stopped I'm, i might have failed to get into other space organizations as well but i would have kept on going maybe i did not even needed to leave the country to pursue my career outside of isro because there were so many small space organizations just popping up at that time the skyroot came out later agnigul came out so i was sure that i was going to find my way but that's that's the thing i was sure because that's what i wanted to do and that's what i was sure of and that's what kept me thinking about other ways or kept me working hard uh, got me back on my feet when i failed so it is very important uh, to know what you want to do and even more important would be to do what you want to do and because that same effort is not going to come in something that you're just not interested to do right and i knew that very well because uh, until the age of 18 everybody asked me to study and i was never able to like why would i study what what does this give me right so why the, that why is very important that why is the solution to all your motivation crisis okay all right uh, this question is answered so let me just uh, get into the whole topic of some of my past experiences what i wanted to cover over here a lot of times i have covered the first few days weeks and months of baba atomic research center training center uh, training what did they call it Acad- uh, what, uh, training school yeah so training school times uh, i think we can start from september 2017 and discuss what was my whole thought process to attempt isro examination the second time uh, if you're not preparing for competitive examination i do not think this part will be useless because most of the time we are going to be talking about mentality and the same mentality i applied later on uh working in isro later on leaving isro later on starting a podcast starting my own course art of speaking so it is applicable in a lot of domains and that is why i like to talk about mentality a lot of times because it is repeatable okay i'm just going to take a sip of water and continue all right so it was somewhere on first week of september when all of a sudden there was a notification of isro icrb examination which is going to take place in december 22nd 2017 now this was a shocker because before this isro examination always used to happen somewhere between march to may and it was kind of fixed that isro examination is going to happen only once a year and this continued since 2006 to 2017 september until a new notification came for a second examination in september now if you do not know isro was skyrocketing at that time they had a minor failure where a heat shield did not separate it was somewhere close to august 2017 itself but apart from that they had made the world record of launching 104 satellites in a single launch it was giving strong competition to spacex it was launching satellites small scale satellites into the orbit at 40% the cost of spacex isro was doing fantastic and uh, not to mention the mars orbital mission which was like at a cost cheaper than a hollywood movie so isro was really remarkable unfortunately i cannot say it all at this point as well maybe we'll see it rise again but isro was in the news all the time and uh, i was highly passionate to get into that and my first attempt which was in may 
I was very dedicated to qualify that examination but unfortunately I was not able to score as well and that very day I decided okay what's the next best thing I'm going to get into bulk prepare for ISRO examination again and that's what I did I never stopped did not even take a single day's break because getting into bark was never my target I got into it because number one I needed a job and number two it was one of the best jobs in this country and so it is going to give me a very good profile for my career up ahead so I got in and uh, from first day even before the classes started everybody else was just settling down i started to pick the same books for gate examination is for examination and kept on solving questions but all across the only ambition that i had was to qualify isro examination next year because that's what had always happened isro examination would happen once a year so i was expecting again next next year may or something another examination is going to take place so i should be ready when that happens but all of a sudden in September, there's another notification. I was like super excited. Wow, this is crazy good. So my plan is actually pre-pawned and I can leave back even earlier, get into ISRO even earlier, which is all win-win. So I just uh, speeded up my process even faster, started working extremely hard to make my target as the December 2017 examination. And in doing so, uh, because now I knew, see, when when I saw that notification, I was so excited that I believed that I made it. That notification was not an opportunity. That was, to me, a decision that I made it. I was that confident about getting into ISRO. And I was so confident that I think that all I need is an opportunity. If I get an opportunity, I'm going to get in. Because I firmly believe that the only reason... I did not uh, qualify ISRO May examination 2017 is because that day did not went according to me and I made some mistakes which I'm not going to make again and so it's almost certain that I'm going to get into ISRO the next time it happens and it happened next time and it was earlier than I expected so I was so happy like nothing could wipe away the smile off my face for weeks to come because in my head it was not like i'm going to crack this examination in my head it was like i'm an isro scientist now it's only a matter of time it's only a matter of time till the examination happens and i get the joining letter and start working being a rocket scientist so i was hyper excited and see that positivity is also so important it's not like i was all happy and i stopped working i know obviously i'm not an idiot I know that this is an opportunity I'm going to get the 100% out of it. But I was so positive and confident that I'm going to crack this December 2017 examination that I don't even need uh, my BAIC training school. And to some who are confused at that time, I was in Department of Atomic Energy. And the first year of BAC job is that you will be in a training school and that one-year training in nuclear science and engineering is a tough one, as the name would have given you an intuition. Uh, there's a competition within that training school. Whoever performs better is going to get a better posting in Department of Atomic Energy. And as you can, you have already heard about my positivity, is that I'm not going to need uh, that placement because I'm going to walk out and get into ISRA with so confident. So I barely studied enough 
to to pass those examination they kept on saying that if you fail this examination you are not going to join dae they might stop your stipend these were all rumors nobody still till this day knows whether they could do or not but you have to abide by that my only ambition was that i need to pass all the training school examinations that's it i was firmly with an agreement that i'm going to be rank the last there's a ranking right there's a ranking order within the department that you are in and the best ranker gets more options the last ranker gets no options that's the that's the way it always goes and be as it finishes well if you need me to explain it in much more detail let me know down in the comment section but a lot of you guys already know basically there's a ranking system uh, if you have poor rank you have a shittier placement basically so i came with that agreement very early the other reason was that well you don't know what are going to be the postings you are going to get the worst posting but you don't even know what the best posting is going to be and i was like i'm not going to work for something that i don't even know what what is going to happen after you have completed the entire training after the rankings are out they're going to tell you oh these are the 10 postings so the best gets this and wow so if you do not know why would you work and then again i have an isro option so i just completely forfeited from the training school rankings and placed all the effort towards this because again i was so confident that i'm going to walk out post december i'm just going to change the battery real quick and we are going to continue unfortunately my second battery was also exhausted so i just plugged in with the charger while i record uh, but this podcast is longer than usual but it's an interesting point and we cannot just end it right here so i just increased the amount of energy that i was putting i again like always created a plan on a chart paper and i remember writing over the 100 days so if you calculate from september you got october november and that's it and on 22nd december you have the examination so you're looking at close to like 3 to 4 months that's not the more than 100 days and this is the time you need so i was one time uh, at one side very happy it's just 100 days away second in 100 days i have to make sure that my failure does not repeat and there comes the character that you're seeing right now of balancing multiple things and that is why there's so many people who say that i cannot manage manage social media along with my job or i i cannot do this along with that i cannot prepare for examination along with my job or i need to quit my job to do this and that's where like i did not have the option of quitting my job because i was unemployed if i quit my job i was never going to take support of my parent to to prepare for an examination if i had the option to do otherwise so i i did not give myself that option and that's another thing that you can kind of keep in your mind a lot of times we give ourselves that option we at every point have an option an option to quit an option to live more comfortably and do less an option to sleep an hour extra an option to not go to the gym an option to say goodbye to our dreams an option to take it easily listening to your friends oh, it does not matter much oh relax bro oh you need some rest you always have an option to not do your best you always have an excuse you can always convince yourself 
that oh i did not do this because of that but the question is are you going to give you yourself that option because a lot of us gives ourselves that option and that's something that i did not because you know i already had one of the best jobs of the country the central government job cadet officer post i got into bhabha atomic research center that's all good i can easily give myself an option that i i'm not going to prepare for is examination forget about that that's again a central government job why would i invest so many t- so much time why would i risk the current job that i have and a lot of my colleagues did exactly that but i did not give myself an option and when i did not i got to learn how to manage simultaneously two different extremely difficult tasks that is managing passing all the examination of nuclear science and engineering in BARC training school and at the same time being good enough to crack isro examination not to mention balancing my health not to mention dealing with the family pressure the societal pressure which is also huge when you risk a lot of things to get something much uh, much better than others are pursuing they do their best to show you that you are making a mistake so that's what i learned balance so many things and still walk out with a sound mind and uh, i think that's where we are going to end this podcast let me know down in the comment section if you want more hashtag want more and uh, if you even like slightly about this part you're going to fall in love with the book that is coming up because it's a very detailed book spent a huge amount of time and we are working on publishing that real soon a lot of you guys keep on asking when 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 planning in june or the summer of this year but i don't think it is going to be any later than 2023 and that's about it guys go to ashishtalk.com for more of the products and services that we provide uh, art of speaking great course sustainable youtube to get started with your social media development and social media presence source of income through social media it's great for that and uh, consultancy calls and uh, we do it webcam through or we do it like video conference so you can book a slot if you are interested to talk to me one on one personally all the links will be down in the description box there's a second podcast now going on which is 100% in hindi a lot of you guys were requesting me to do that so i have finally started it and uh, that link will be down in the description box separate youtube channel separate instagram page it's a fun podcast too and i have a great time doing that but this one got to end this uh, at this point We are going to meet again next week every weekend with a new dose of momentum. I'll see all of you in the next one. Till then, bye.